The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not contain or constitute and should not be interpreted as any form of medical advice or opinion. You should always seek the advice of your healthcare provider about any questions or concerns that you may have. Welcome to the Unfiltered Podcast. If you have experienced narcissistic abuse, you are in the right place. Our mission is to help you understand the abuse you have experienced, support you through your healing journey, and to help you develop healthy relationships. I am your host, Juliana Aiken, and in today's episode, I am interviewing Michelle Ivy Oak. Michelle is a marriage and family therapist who is licensed to practice psychotherapy in Kentucky and Indiana. She believes everyone deserves to be their best self and be happy with the steps to healing and growth beginning anytime in life, regardless of age or previous circumstance. Michelle's clinical practice interests include healing and thriving after narcissistic abuse, co-parenting, blending families, childhood trauma, adult children of alcoholics, divorce, self-esteem, grief, and reconnecting couples. In this episode, Michelle shares different strategies and tips we can use to help ourselves grieve after narcissistic abuse. Let's get started. Grief in general is a response to loss, and especially in any relationship. It is a highly personal um, journey after a relationship ends. And so, um, you know, the grief that we experience when a relationship ends really sits in our body. Um, It emerges as physical, psychological and spiritual um, symptoms as symptoms. And so it's something that can't be ignored. And regardless of whether the breakup Um, from the narcissist is narcissist led or from the person that has been in the relationship with the the narcissist. It's something that can't be ignored um, in all those three levels, the physical, the spiritual and the psychological. Okay. So grief and grief and trauma and trauma being with a narcissistic person or a person who has uh, narcissistic tendencies, both are inherently dysregulating meaning that it's very difficult to control emotions um, because our, again, physical, psychological, and spiritual well-being are so discombobulated, if you will, coming out of this relationship from with a narcissist. When we're in relationships with narcissists, we become very unbalanced in ourselves. We don't Um, We have issues um, connecting with our belly, which our belly, our gut is really from our primitive brain telling us sort of how to guide ourselves. And that really, when you're in a relationship with a narcissist becomes unbalanced. So grief that we have um, really, you know, is around our loss of self, the loss of self that we have all through the relationship with the narcissist that we realize now when we're out of the relationship, like, oh my gosh, like, who am I really? And what has happened to me? And why don't I see things in the same way as I did? And so there's a grief for the loss of ourselves and also for the loss of the relationship. So when we are in a relationship, again, with a narcissist or not, our mind is going to be flooded with the positive things. And because our Um, emotional well-being has been so off balance by our relationship with this person. Um, Sometimes we are in a situation where it's like, am I thinking those things are really true that have happened? All right. And so one way to really understand what has happened in the relationship 
is to make a list of all of the things that our narcissists, I call them our narcissists, which probably isn't a, a good way to say it either, but um, the person who we've been in this relationship with, we need to actually look at all the things that we sort of experience that have not been positive. Okay. And so making that list of things about how, you know, they've ruined, you know, good times that we wanted um, to experience like a birthday or a concert that we wanted to go to, um, how they have um, systematically, you know, told us one thing and then have acted or reacted in the opposite way. But those specific things to make a list of is extremely helpful. Not only this, what this does is helps us remember the things that weren't so great in the relationship, but it also helps us to see what is reality versus what isn't. And again, that goes about connecting with the gut and connecting with the gut is really something that's going to help with all these different strategies um, to get through the grief. Um, when we're disconnected with our gut, we um, tend to do things from external forces. So such as because the narcissist has said, you know, this shirt looks good on us, or the narcissist said, we need to do better in this area. Instead of truly understanding that um, we like this shirt and we should be able to wear it, we're not listening to our gut and it creates this unbalance. So part of understanding and refocusing on ourselves is to look at really what has happened in the relationship that is not positive so when we are going through our grief response and going through the, if you, um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is, you know, the person who is uh, the champion of how people um, see grief and, you know, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Those are her, her um, emotions that have been outlined going through the process. And it's a very secular process. It doesn't happen linear. So one day we can be in denial, which is, about the relationship and we have grief about why did I, you know, why did this person break up with me or why did I leave the relationship? What that grief that's just about that. If we look at those things that we have um, just told, written down, um, we can see that the grief that we have is really about the negative things that have happened in the relationship. And we need to come to terms with that. And we need to connect that in our bellies so that we can say, wow, these are the, the way that I've been harmed. And I know that I am better than that, that I didn't deserve to be treated that way. So the denial that comes with the grief is right there in front of us to say, no, these things actually happened. Because when we are in a state of grief and we are thinking about oh my gosh, I, I miss this person, which we will, even though we they do have narcissistic traits and we have been injured in that way, we will still miss them because again, there are positive things that have happened. And so looking in that list and understanding that, no, these things really did happen because we've written them down where we're not in the, the anguish of feeling the grief, which is extremely helpful, okay? It's also really um, important to reestablish who we were before the relationship. So writing things down, and again, here's, here is a common theme, writing things down. There's something that happens when things come from our heads and onto a piece of paper or come from our heads and we say them out loud, that makes it more real and creates different sorts of pathways in our brains. 
And it's important because getting things out of our head and onto a piece of paper, really, we can actually see the truth of what is inside ourselves. So reconnecting with who we were before we were in this relationship, the positives, our strengths, things that we like to do, people who we like to see and visit with. And that's an important piece too, is to reconnect with people who we may have um, arms length ourselves or have been cut off from during this relationship because narcissists like to isolate. And when we isolate, we are only in the world of ourselves and our narcissists. And so we cannot um, fully experience who we are. And by reconnecting with ourselves, by writing down the things that we've liked about ourselves before we were in this relationship, the things that we like to do, the strengths that we have are really important to reconnect with. And even though some of the qualities that we have for ourselves that attracted this person who we were in this relationship with, such as our sense of caring and compassion and that we're empathetic and that we trust and that we're successful and honest and beautiful inside and out. Those are the traits that the narcissist really hooks into to bring us into their world. Well, we have to recapture that back for ourselves to be in the world now of us moving forward and help us through the grief by remembering that these traits that we have that are strong and positive are things that we don't want to give up. Okay, They're things that make us who we are and they're important and wonderful qualities and traits that we need to remind ourselves about, that these are who we are. And we can actually take those traits forward, reconnecting with ourselves to work through that grief to let us know that we are okay. And that these things, even though the narcissist may have used some of these traits against us, that in order to gain ourselves back and work through the emotions that we're having, to reconnect with ourselves and know that these things are positive for us to continue in the future. There's boundaries that need to be displayed with those, which is a, probably another podcast. Um, but, you know, it's really important for us as um, people who are survivors of this and thrivers, really, that connecting with who we were before we were in this relationship is really is really important and doubling down on the traits that we have that are positive to make us um, happy with who we are today and want us to move forward and eventually move out of that grief and wanting to get into another relationship, hopefully, possibly, if that's what we want to do. Um, along with um, writing down these, you know, positive traits and writing down um, things that the, our, the narcissist has um, done to us in our relationship, journaling on a daily basis is also very helpful or on a basis if you haven't been journaling before on a, on a regular basis, um, getting our feelings out about what it was like to be in the relationship, positive and negative, um, journaling prompts for um, who do I want to be? Who was I? Um, what is it that I'm feeling now? Where um, where do I feel this pain and this grief within my body? It's really, um, you know, our body is an incredible structure that helps us, you know, walk and get up every day and, you know, make has us move forward. But 
everything that we've experienced emotionally also stays with us in our body. And a wonderful book to read is Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. He's sort of, it's like the primer for every trauma that a person uh, has experienced that is kept within our body. It's really important to understand that if we don't process some of this, these feelings that we have about this relationship in response to the loss, um, it will stay with us for a long time. And so journaling helps us to work through some of these feelings. And if we, some of the journaling prompts that we can use, for example, are, you know, what are my feelings today? I feel sad. I feel disconnected. Um, I just feel blah. Well, the next step of that is if I sit, where am I feeling those things in my body? And really sort of doing a head to toe sort of body scan in a meditative way to really understand where those emotions are coming from and where they're sitting in our body to help us move through in our journaling to get them out. Okay. Um, something too that is really important is, you know, feelings of sadness or frustration or irritation, those are all maybe not so positive, but they're not really negative either because they're experiences of feelings that we're feeling. And our feelings are our feelings, right? There's um, things that happen within the narcissistic relationship that um, that sort of hold us back sometimes is us being told that our feelings aren't accurate, right? That the feelings that we're experiencing in the relationship um, are we're making them up or that we don't deserve to feel in a certain way or that if we feel this way, it's absolutely wrong because a person in the relationship who has the narcissistic tendencies are telling us that you don't feel that way, that, you know, it, it's sunny outside, so you should be happy, right? But meanwhile, they have disparaged us because maybe we've said, you know, it's sunny outside, let's do something. And that person is like, yeah, it's not sunny, but they're going to use that against us when we um, want to connect with them. And so, you know, it's this manipulation. And so we have to sort of be able to feel better about how we're feeling and accept those feelings as our feelings and that's okay. And so again, this journaling and um, is gonna help us connect with what we're feeling in our body so we can write them down. And again, it is okay to feel these things and really sit with those feelings. You know, people think that if they are sad or frustrated or irritated, that we should move really quickly through that and not spend time with it because it's negative and it brings us down. I have sort of a, a different take on that and is that if you are feeling those emotions, if you are putting them off, you're still sort of thinking about it in your head and you're not doing yourself any positive things by saying, I'm not going to focus on those feelings. I'm going to only try to feel happy, but yet we're still thinking about those things. And so we're not really in either space of happiness or frustration or sadness or what others. So really it's okay to sit with those feelings and connect with whatever it is that you're feeling in that grief response. And when we sit with those things, I mean, really sit with it. Like, set a timer maybe for 20 minutes and say, I'm really in this 20 minutes going to really sort of 
connect with my body and my mind and feel what I'm feeling, whatever it is. And for those 20 minutes, I'm just going to sit in this and I'm going to experience it all. When I tell people in my practice that, that they should just sit with their emotions, it gets them very upset, actually. And when we talk through it, it's like, well, why is that? What is the worst thing that can happen? Well, I'm going to cry. I'm going to ugly cry. And maybe, you know, I'll just won't stop crying. Well, guess what? Again, our body is this wonderful structure and we will cry until we can't cry anymore. What, what does that mean? Until we're done, until we fall asleep, until we get so exhausted that we just have to lay our heads down. And that's fine because we're in it and we're experiencing it. And when we're in it and when we experience it, it helps us move through all of the different stages to get through to the other side of this grief. Because if we don't do that, it just takes longer to get through the grieving process because we are not really experiencing the, mo- the emotions that we need to in that moment. Okay. Um, another thing is, again, connecting with friends and family members and other people who we may have been isolated in in our relationship with the narcissist. Um, that's one of a trait that narcissists have that they isolate us. And why do they isolate people who they're in relationships with? It's because if people who um, are our friends or our family members, they'll see a change in us. And the narcissist doesn't want to have to come up against that. Um, it's just easier to isolate. And so connecting, reconnecting with people who we haven't seen in a while, or we haven't been able to have the relationships that we've wanted to them with them because we haven't um, had the opportunity to during this isolation to reconnect with them is a wonderful way for us to again reconnect with who we were before this relationship and also being with other people keeps us out of the frame of mind that I am not deserving to be with anyone or um, I've experienced this um, great loss and uh, because of that part of my grief is I'm embarrassed. And I'm shamed because I have not been exercising my truth, which is being with other people who I have enjoyed previous to this relationship. And so reconnecting with them is also a very good thing to do um, during this. Now, um, the, the other piece of that is people will say, well, you know, this narcissist has told people really bad things about me that are not true, but maybe they don't want to connect with me. Well, maybe they won't. But people who are truly your friends, who truly love you, who have been there for you before this relationship and will now be with you after, are going to believe you because they love you. And they're going to see who you are again when you start to reestablish your relationships with them. Okay, Um, And it's important because... Reestablishing relationships with people who are from your past will also help redefine for you all these positive traits that you have that you still have within you, but have just been sort of tamped down by this relationship. And so these um, it's tied back into um, your strengths and your positive traits. Okay, I talk about positivity a lot, and that is also really important. Um, when we are in relationships with people who um, are who keep power and control over us, 
which is what a narcissistic relationship is about, is about power and control over you from um, the narcissistic partner. And it's important for us to be able to reestablish our own power for ourselves. And how do we do that? We are grateful for what we have. Gratefulness is a real big part of healing from any part of a grief of or a loss of a relationship. Again, whether it's with a narcissistic partner or not. So on a daily basis, remembering the things that we are grateful for is something that helps us come out of grief. And it can be something that is very minor. Like I am grateful that I'm able to get up out of bed and be able to walk and talk with people whenever I want to whomever I want, because the narcissist has sometimes again, kept us isolated. So gratefulness, not only for yourself and who you are as a person, but gratefulness for what you have in your life and focusing on things that are positive. Okay. That is really goes to loving kindness for yourself, which is a part of a mindfulness process, which is also something that um, I stress with my clients um, mindfulness is about accepting who you are in the moment without any judgment or criticism and just sort of being. And so if you just be with your grief, again, this goes back to what I said earlier about just sort of being with your emotions, whatever they are. If I am just being and sitting with my emotion and accepting them for what they are without judgment and without thinking that what I'm feeling is wrong and we just be, we learn to accept ourselves from a more positive perspective because we are just who we are and gaining that knowledge back into ourselves and, and regaining the power for ourselves is extremely important for us to move through all of the stages of grief that I, that I, I mentioned before. And so again, it's a highly personal, um, journey, if you will. Um, but we, through, through some of these um, steps that I've mentioned, we um, redefine ourselves and who we are and who we want to be. Because again, the traits that we have that are very positive for us, we want to keep. We need to understand how those work for us in a positive way and take back our power from the person who we've been in the relationship with, who has told us that all these traits are not worthy of us. And um, it helps build with gratitude and the self sort of um, mindfulness of ourselves to help us move through the grief. Another thing, which is again, all connected is eventually forgiveness for ourselves, which is a big piece of coming out of a relationship again whether it is from our terms or or not forgiveness for ourselves in what we've been through and knowing that yes there are some things in relationships as with all relationships that we are responsible for that we could have done better okay when we're in a narcissistic relationship Again, this grief process for ourselves about how could I have let my this happen to us? I'm a successful person. I, um, you know, I'm a good person. I'm a kind person. How do I let this individual take those things from me? Well, we need to go back and remember that 
throughout the relationship, it's been a manipulative process from the very beginning. And so understanding what that process is like, and then having forgiveness for ourselves in order to say, okay, you know, these things happened. These wonderful traits that I've had, the narcissist has sort of used against me, but they're still wonderful traits. And I forgive myself for being subject to wanting to help someone. Because really, when we start in a narcissistic relationship, we're love bombed and we're getting we're getting stuff from this individual that really feels great. Right. But then those feelings are being used against us throughout the rest of the relationship. And so it's hard for us to come to terms with how can I let that that happen to me? Well, again, it's a process over time that's been extremely manipulative, manipulative. So you're not really allowing it to happen to you, so to speak. It's just is. And again, that goes back to that mindfulness. What happened, happened. Okay. We're going to um, do journal. We're going to reconnect with friends. We're going to be grateful on a daily basis, right? We're going to regain control and power of ourselves. And that creates forgiveness for us. And when we really can forgive ourselves for being in that relationship, we are going to come out of the other side of this grief in a much more healthy way because we're forgiving ourselves without judgment. It just is, it happened, and we're able to move on. Okay. Um, another thing that is helpful is just, again, identifying your feelings, positive or negative, that you're having on a regular basis, and then sitting, literally trying to reconnect with your body and your gut to know that what we're experiencing is actually okay. Okay. And so if we are, you know, walking down the street and we walk past um, a pie shop and we've always loved peach pie. And when we are with our person in this narcissistic relationship, they never like peach pie and they do not want us ever to have it. When we walk past that pie store, we may have a response that is, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe that I've missed eating peach pie. And that just brings up all those feelings of grief that they have, again, for ourselves and being in that relationship and not being able to do what we need to do for us. So that may be two years from now as a sort of um, a post-traumatic stress response, a PTSD response. And again, that's okay. It's going to happen to acknowledge that and be mindful of, okay, this has happened, but I am in control now. I don't have to be sad anymore about not being able to eat peach pie because I can eat peach pie whenever I want. And you know, that peach pie gives me such joy and I wanna have that joy again. And when you're in that joy, maybe even closing your eyes and smelling what it's like to have that peach pie and feeling that happiness again and connecting that with our gut to know that what our gut is telling us is accurate because we understand that we enjoy that peach pie, that we can be sad that we haven't had it for this entire bit of the relationship, but now moving through it, I can have it. And that helps us move from sadness into acceptance, right? 
and moving through the grief. Grief is something that stays with us. Again, it's not, we can't ignore it. It stays in our body as we move past the um, grief and the relationship ending. There is more time for us to work through the feelings that we have and the emotions. And so we get further away from it, but there's still going to be maybe some tags, if you will, that are going to connect us, especially through emotions that are going to bring us back into that um, time when we, again, couldn't eat that peach pie. But that is just a normal process of grief and that there are going to be things that are going to remind us positive and negative that we're just going to have to work through as they happen. And the mindfulness portion of that, just accepting them and knowing that they're going to come is perfectly okay. And again, the grief that we experience, it's highly personal. There's no timeline for it. There's no, um, this is right or this is wrong. It's different for everyone. And it is just what it is. And again, that acceptance for that, especially coming out of a relationship where we've been told our feelings are not our feelings, things that we know to be true are not true from the narcissist perspective. It jumbles us and keeps us off balance. This um, understanding that these things are going to happen, but we can take control of them. You know, it's um, grace and empathy for ourselves during this process as a part of that forgiveness. It's I statements also that I didn't say, you know, I, I am worthy. I am sad, but it will not last forever. I am in control now of who I am. Those are also very good things along with gratefulness. So I am statements, gratefulness, journaling about it, connecting with friends, being mindful and forgiveness for ourselves will all help us move through the grief. Hey, I hope you are enjoying this episode right now. If you didn't know this already, our mission here at Unfiltered is to help people who have experienced narcissistic abuse understand the abuse they have experienced, support them through their healing journey, and to help them develop healthy relationships. We want to help as many people as possible, but the only way we can reach everyone is if you choose to share this episode. So if you have been getting value from our content, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with others. You could do this by sharing it with your online support groups, sending it to someone dealing with a narcissist, or even leaving a review. Thank you so much. Let's get back to the episode. I've wrote down like seven like kind of main (laughs) points just to kind of summarize and then you can kind of add your final thoughts uh, that come to your mind from this summary and also tell me if if there's something that should be highlighted more if I especially if I forgot to add it but like I uh, you started with uh, with the strategy or tip that make a list of all of the things that have not been positive in the past relationship. So that was kind of the strategy number one. And then the second one was like, mm, reconnect with who you were before mm-hmm. the relationship. So yeah. think about your strengths and positive qualities and characteristics and reconnect with those. Yeah. And uh, you talked about uh, journaling daily. And mm-hmm. the reason behind this is because it's important to get your feelings out about the relationship or just feelings out in general, what you mm-hmm. might be feeling. 
Then you said uh, connect with family and friends. And this is especially important because there's often isolation going on. And mm -hmm. it also connects with, kind of reminds you of who you were often. Yeah. And your positive qualities and characteristics, they come into life again when you are with people who kind of make you shine and not that put you down. Yes, and... I love that. Making you shine. <laughs> so important. Yeah. yeah. And then you talked about gratefulness and so i i put down like practice gratitude and focus on things that are positive in your life right now despite of the perhaps overwhelming feeling of grief that can be very crushing at times yes. uh, then you also said um, identify your feelings and sit with them and reconnect with your body and like, kind of reassure yourself that it's okay to feel those difficult feelings but it's important to learn kind of just even though if i'm having an overwhelming feeling of sadness grief or some any other emotion that you feel like you cannot handle trust that you can and that you kind of can ride with it and be with it and you don't have to do anything about it but just kind of be with it that can in itself can be very healing and then you talked about forgiving ourselves as mm -hmm. as also as an important piece so these yeah. were all really great ideas that can help us to overcome the grief the narcissistic abuse grades do you have any final thoughts about all of these strategies or just about the topic of overcoming the grief in general so that was a beautiful summary and i and i thank you for that and one word that you said that I didn't was about trust and trusting yourself again, which is so important because with grief, there's a loss of self sometimes because that goes with that person. And we really need to make meaning of our life today and what it is for today so we can move forward in a more positive way. Um, you know, in, in a narcissistic relationship, we're devalued a lot. And it creates a state of confusion for us where we believe that we're not enough. And all of these things that, you know, you, you've summarized again so well with the journaling and with recreating friendships and being grateful and having forgiveness for ourselves really allows us to reconnect with who we are. And not only who we are today, but who we want to be in the future. So journaling and being kind to ourselves and just being without any um, external sort of forces saying that, you know, this isn't the way you should feel or this isn't the way it should be. We just need to just be. And again, sitting with whatever is happening and being okay with it and knowing that we are going to be able to get through it. And I know that sometimes that doesn't feel like we're going to be able to, but trusting ourselves and that we actually have moved past the relationship, whether it's on our terms or not, we are not in that relationship anymore. We have, we know that it hasn't been a good relationship for us, that we've written these things down that, um, within our grief of missing the person and wanting, you know, missing being in a relationship. 
and missing them, even just being next to us, even if they didn't treat us well, right? Those are still things that come up for us. And knowing that we can now look at the things that they have um, done that have treated us not in the way that we should be treated, we can see those things and come to more of an understanding in our grief that even though these bad things have happened, I am still here and I am moving forward and I'm going to be the best person that I can be coming out of the other side of this grief because I am just going to be who I am now and regain my sense of self and make meaning of this loss in a very positive way to help me even be better tomorrow than I am today. Okay. But that trust in ourselves is so important. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because it really is a big deal to move forward from a relationship for somebody who has manipulated us in that way. And, um, you know, the, again, the grief is just with any relationship is there, but it's even confounded from this, from the loss of ourselves. So we have to make meaning again and doing all these things that I've mentioned will help create more meaning for ourselves in our lives. I hope you enjoyed that episode and maybe you are going to listen to it a couple more times if you are planning on using Michelle's advice, which I hope you do. Before I let you go, I would like to invite you to join our free community. My team and I send out free courses and healing exercises every week. We also host live therapist-led Q&A sessions every month that are 100% free. To join, please click the link in the podcast notes or visit unfiltered.net slash community. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll catch you in the next one.